I, I kind of want to do a TikTok. Like, have you seen the one? Um, oh, you know, I'm sexy. Uh, Don't call, just text me. Like, I T G I T G I R F. No, I have no idea. You know no the one idea. I'm talking about? I'm, I'm where gonna, it's like the tube girl? I'm just going to begin this interview with you doing, yes. <laughs> singing a TikTok. <laughs> have you seen it's that? too much. This is, this is the audio version I, and not the camera version. I haven't seen that. See, this is why we have Claire, though, because she tries to keep us young. And if only Marissa Roberto was here. I was like, going to say, was, if Marissa Roberto was here, we, would, we, we wouldn't get in a word in edgewise, Marshall. That's true. Uh, I am here with Claire Hanna and Matthew Shinetti, as you can already tell. Uh, this is the Canadian Football Perspective Lazy River podcast that we're doing for Media Day, which is basically anybody that wanders around, we hang out for a couple of minutes and say, what's up? What the hell are you guys doing this week? Um, well, I'm hanging out with <laughs> Matthew sometimes, but also verifying the authenticity of said Grey Cups in various rooms. And, okay. then I, and then I go to my good friends at the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and make sure that Claire doesn't damage the Grey Cup that will be awarded to the players on Sunday. And I can neither confirm nor deny that that is the real Grey Cup that so, Claire just wrapped herself around and almost knocked over. But this is the thing that I feel as though integrity of the game, which is that everybody loves to talk about, I feel like a lot of fans don't know that there's multiple Grey Cups. Well, I just found that out right now when I went and touched the Grey Cup, and I'm like, this is a piece of plastic. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> all, uh, what I have learned over the, over the years that I've covered the league is that, that much like the Stanley Cup. Now, the Stanley yeah. Cup, there's a couple of Stanley, Stanley Cups that go around. Um, that may or may not be the one that the players get. But, you know, it's, 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 what's funny to me is, like, what the difference between Claire and I is Claire has such an effervescent energy that she's just like, yeah, I'm going to, I go up because I'm like, I'm not a player. I'm not going to touch this thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's uh But my thing is, I it's a curiosity. Okay. Th that's fine. I that's just wanted to, but that thing is not something that Earl Grey <laughs> authorized. No. no. Th okay. That, that, that that, that's, I said it off camera or off. I said, it's like a rubber ducky. That yeah. is something that you take and it's like, oh, let's like, let's play with this great cup. If a handle falls up, oh, whatever. We're just going to glue gun it back on. This is what I find so interesting though, is that like we come at this all from different opinions and different right. perspectives because I come at it from, I feel like a goddamn child because every trophy I ever see my whole life, I've assumed that's the one. And, yeah. th and then now as I'm, I'm growing up and it's like peeling back the curtain on like, is Santa real? And I'm ending up seeing, yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want on this. Uh, this isn't official. I just, so everyone, <laughs> just so all of our loyal, our loyal listeners know, uh, Claire, with a exclamation mark and a question mark, asks, can we swear? But I wrote it down on a pad because you just said, God damn. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa. Not, you, can, you say that on the sidelines coming up this week. Okay. Uh, but, but no, I come at it from the perspective of every trophy I've ever seen, I have assumed it is real. Like I, I've always thought, oh, there's mm -hmm. one, there's one. And then you start talking to people in all of these leagues and you realize – Every single year that they win the Lombardi Trophy in the National Football League, it gets awarded literally to the team, and then the next year there is a new one. You go to the Pro no, Football Hall of like Fame, it's It's like Santa different. Claus. I grew up thinking that guy I saw at the mall was the Santa Claus, right. and then all of a sudden, wait, there's multiple Santa Clauses? It's, it's, not, it's like my dream is kind of being shattered right now. I think we should address the elephant in the room that the three people at this table, two of them have won very significant sporting championships in our country. It's not me. Which ones? What are you talking about? <laughs> Marshall Ferguson. I was a Vanier. backup. I was a backup punter. Well, it's, a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's more than I have ever been, and maybe it's just coming from a different perspective because I wasn't an athlete, and so I look at these things and being like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna not touch it. And Claire 
Hall of Fame volleyball player, multiple-time national champion. Oh my gosh, I love that we're talking about this. No, okay. but, the thing, but it's different. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but this keep is going, you, Matthew. Keep going. No, but this is the different perspectives when you look at championships, right? Yes. Like as someone from the outside, like two, two athletes and a guy who wears sneakers. Like I, like I see it from a storytelling perspective, yes, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. like I. And here's why. I, can I just say yeah. why I think trophies are so authentic from my experience? We actually broke the trophy in my year that we won oh, one of the national championship, and it was this ox cart. So it was this like a couple little wooden pieces of an ox cart on the trophy yep. and it was an old trophy so it had probably been battered through a couple celebrations but when we broke it it wasn't like there was a backup you guys right. so they had to make a new trophy the next year and they made it out of metal and it's still an ox cart but it's a metal ox cart so I'm like ah there's only one let there be uh, one yeah so, so when I find out there's multiple ones it's just this what? is this Marshall is I have no idea what an ox cart is uh, yeah, here I'll google it for you, you can, I'll show you a photo <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> this is something that makes no sense to me though okay and this probably shaped my perspective on it as well the vanier cup okay when we won it in 2011 i'm a stupid second year backup quarterback i have no idea what's going on and apparently everybody oh yeah that's what i thought oh. an ox cart was oh yeah it does look like that <laughs> sorry that, go on about okay. the vanier but, cup but, you won no. my bad for interrupting <laughs> I, I didn't do anything but i was we win it and i lived in a football house with a bunch of second year guys and for some reason i didn't know this was a thing they treat it like the Vanier or, or like the, the Stanley Cup where it's like you get your day with the cup. So, of course, we're second years, which means we're, what, like 20 years old, whatever. It's like you get your day with the Vanier Cup. What are you going to do? And the smartest idea we had was let's push it out of the window onto our roof and drink beers with it on the roof in <laughs> West Hamilton. Well, as you would in, in, in the Hammer, yeah. Right. And so we started – Wait, each player got a day with the cup? Uh, no, and it, that was, it was just like houses. I don't know. It was no, like but this, that's what the, your great idea was. But the Van yeah. – The Vanier Cup is not small. It is you weren't like, let's put some poutine if, in it and go to the beach if, and I'll have if, like, you, you know. you have seen anybody like put the Vanier Cup over their head, it's probably two feet by two feet. In it terms is of, a wide so, trophy. So we forced it out the window – and as it's like halfway through the window, <gasps> it became like a Curb Your Enthusiasm Seinfeld episode where it's like, guys, are we, are we scratching the wood on the Vanier Cup? Because it's wood. It's not like metal that you can ding from an ox cart. And so we basically like scratched the outside of it in a way that we were like, I think we're in trouble. And we didn't know what to do. But that's your mark on it forever. Well, the actual because mark. Because there's one, right? There's only right. one. But, but this is the whole point is on the inside of the Vanier Cup. This is what I didn't know either until we got it. Of course, you see all the pictures of the outside and the, mm -hmm. and the plaques that are on it. And it'll be awarded next weekend in Kingston, Ontario. Promo. And so Probably to UBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. T-Birds. TMU does, did, my, my lovely TMU does not have <laughs> Didn't a, get through uh, state effects. Yeah. No, we'll, no, we'll, we'll don't see. have a football team. Because uh, I'm always reminded. But... On the inside of the actual Vanier Cup, there's there's a whole bunch of inscriptions, and it, you can see like St. Mary's dash like eighty eight. Oh, and, like, like the players did that back like, in eighty eight. It's like original writing that people have put in permanent in marker cup. on the inside of the wood base oh. of the Vanier. So did so, you do something? So our group, I don't know who decided it. We were the first ones to put a hashtag because we won in 2011. Oh, <laughs> so we, millennials. So, wow. So we put hashtag MacMen on the inside of the That's, Vanier I don't, Cup. I don't, think so anyone, I, I don't think anyone should go ahead and, and try to search for that on social media, <laughs> hashtag MacMen. But what I'm saying is if you, if you put something so it's under, the, it's under it's this. underneath the wood base. We're, sorry, we're looking at a photo right yeah. now of the Vanier Cup. But this is the whole thing is there's one of one. That's why I bring up the story. Yeah, like we're yeah. Seeing the, we're so seeing cool. the Vanier. So you're like, you open up the bomb. You're like, I'm holding a part of history. Yes. And then you put your knuckles on the Grey Cup. And, can it, I, and it sounded like the rubber ducky. Yeah. It, was, it was like, you want to hear like a nice, like, 
ding and feel the reverberation and feel the vibration and all of a sudden it's plastic can i just say <laughs> from from a from, from a from a you know a touchy feely storyteller that i am that how cool is it that irrespective of how many there are yeah. that canadian sports has trophies that people get to inscribe their names on oh yeah, yeah. Name, that yeah. when you when you think about american trophies True. it's like there is like much like a lot of thing in, in sport in American sports, not to get into the marketing side of it, but it's it's like a it's a consumer symbol, yeah. right? Where the Vanier Cup, the Stanley Cup, the Grey Cup are all things that you get to put your name on. You get to the original one that the BC Lions ripped apart in two thousand and six. Yeah. They still have it, and you can see the dings from that. Like I, in a way, I much rather have that cup. Yeah, yeah that you can sure. that you can kind of see, you know, all of the uh, sideline reporters who've decided to go ahead and leave their mark on it. During media day, switching. I won't, I won't mention. Switching. So should we go engrave something, you guys? What's new? Yeah. Not hashtag. No, no, that's where we do a TikTok. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we film a TikTok with it, and it's forever on the internet. Um, switching gears because this is the real reason I wanted to have you guys over. Oh, not that. I okay. know. <laughs> I, I, I've always wondered about this as somebody who does play-by-play -play and is up in the booth. There has to be no more gratifying feeling than what Shinetti got at the end of the East Final with Moss on the field <gasps> at the end, despite the fact that it was like... Eh, it was you like, mean like an F-bomb? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Claire messaged me right away on, on Instagram and said, <laughs> well, he said the F-word. <laughs> but when you are... I got one from AJ Ouellette, though, when, last year. But I got an F-bomb, juicy you, one. When you're interviewing somebody and you're getting genuine emotion right. and something comes out, at what point in your head during the East Final does an alarm bell go off that's like, oh, yeah, we got the clip. You're like, this is going to live forever because this is amazing. Because being on the sidelines is so – like, for us, it's a highlight call of a touchdown that wins the game. If we nail that call, we're in the booth, and we're just, like, so happy with ourselves. We're like, oh, that's going to live forever. At what point did you realize this Moss thing was going to be amazing? I, I, I don't want to speak for Claire, but the one thing and, – and, and Claire and I actually were talking about this last night as we were diligently going through our notes and our storylines for this weekend. It's – you have to kind of live in the moment, right? Yeah. And I remember – it can go one to two ways, and um, – you can have a moment like you have with Monster. My favorite one is Ricky Ray. Getting Ricky Ray to cry <gasps> in 2017 after they won the Great Cup is still yeah. like my highlight. Because the guy doesn't show emotion. Beautiful no. moment. And, and when he was going through so much and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And for, yeah, yeah. for Ricky Ray to actually cry, I was like, that's cool, man. And I, in that moment, I was like, he's crying. Oh, I'm getting him crying. <laughs> this is so cool. The other side of it was um, Zach Kalaros in 2019. Yes. When he, the emotion, I'm thinking, I'm going in with a plan. Like, I'm going to make this guy cry, just like Ricky Ray. And he was so jacked up. <laughs> if you remember the Bombers winning in 2019, Andrew Harris dropped an F-bomb when, when he won most, uh, the MVP of the game and most outstanding Canadian. And then Zach Kalaros, I'm like, Zach. This is it. What a, what a journey. What a year. This, how are you feeling? Great. And there's dead air. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those moments where you can, you can kind of build yourself up, but it all but depends. But you, you and I both know from being around Zach that like you, you could talk to him on the first practice of training camp and he'd be the same guy when he wins the Grey Cup most of the time. Like he was obviously pretty fired up in the West Final. This yeah, point, right? he was bouncing you're, off the walls. You're interviewing him like trying to grab him like, Zach, I know it's a bit, okay, hug this guy. Okay, quick, please come here. Okay, now let's talk. That's a great play-by-play -play right? of the, like, uh, I, I what you the, saw, by the way. I, thank you, that's my job. You're great at your job. Uh, but that's the whole, the whole thing with Zach is that even when he's super jacked up or excited or whatever, he's still kind of the dude that's just like, yeah, this is pretty fun, huh? And then you're like, yeah, it's kind of historic. And he's like, all right, thanks, good shot. And he'll just like walk away from you and be that's, himself. I think that's part of the Bombers and, and who they are, though. But I think that's yeah. part of what makes them great. But, I, you know, Claire, I guess. But I, okay, you know how you're, like, I just find that our job's 
pretty easy if we can keep it simple. Like that's my thought process because, okay, the athlete will have their emotions and all you got to do is provide the vessel for them to release those emotions. Yeah, ride the wave. And so I don't need to try to, personally, I'm not trying to be like, ooh, I need them to say this. I'm just going to give a really open-ended question or maybe bring up something that I saw them do on the sidelines that nobody else would see because maybe ca- cameras didn't capture it. Right. And then just ask them about that moment and what it meant and let them take it because then I find it, it takes me in directions of like, oh, I had no idea we we're going to go down this path mm-hmm. or whoa, we're going there. And if they cry, I'm like, okay, obviously there's like a little subtle fist is, pump. Is <laughs> crying it, like the peak though? Or what? Like what is the peak <laughs> of, of the sideline and the interview? I'll... I'll let you go first on this one because I have I have mine on I have mine that that was actually it's, I still can't believe it happened so you go okay well I think for me the peak is getting some type of information you had no idea yeah. about before and it's it's like it comes out of the blue um, for example in the BC game. Um, earlier this year against Calgary when I was asking Vernon Adams about their crazy comeback in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden he was like, you know what, my agent died this week. Uh, And I was just like, oh my gosh, I had no clue. I'm so sorry about this, but you're just letting him talk it through his emotions. And so those little um, nuggets or whatever you want to call them, when they just happen to happen on live TV, I love those things because – you're experiencing it with the audience. Yeah, that's And you funny. have to be super present. Like, you have to be, like, you can't go and, like, predetermine, because the one thing, and, and to kind of peel back the curtain, is you've got, when you've got an IFB in your ear, you're listening, the producer's saying, okay, one more question, or the producer might be saying, maybe you want to ask him this, or maybe, like, and you have to keep <laughs> listening, because there, might, hard, be, there might, might, might be something that happens. But the, the strangest thing um, happened at the World Cup, when after the Canada faced Belgium, and by the way, when you're doing like a uh, after the game sideline hit the World Cup, it's kind of like lights and sounds, and it's yeah, it's yeah. super overwhelming. And I asked John Herdman um, what he said to his players as they were walking over and saluting the Canadian fans, and he said, and although not verbatim, that you know they had a great game. We're going to go ahead and f Croatia. And <laughs> he I re- said f though. Yeah, he, he said, said that. He said that was f. yeah. He said f Croatia. And so. Two things happen in that moment for me. One, I'm listening to him, and it's overwhelmingly loud. Yep. Like it's, it, like it's, it's, Great Cup is loud. This is next level. So I was listening, but I was like, did he just say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we only get, because it goes to the world feed, we only get two questions. So that happened to be the second question. So I can't go ahead and follow up. But I found afterwards, because that became such an international incident in Croatia especially, <laughs> like I found myself kind of justifying what Herdman was saying later, which is, which is kind of weird because, like, it's not our job in those moments to go ahead and explain what, what someone is saying, but because it's the World Cup, because that became something that a nation was like, he's telling us to F our, or whatever. It's, you have to say, no, this is, like, kind of who he is. So it's one of those things where, like, in the moment, I was like, what is happening? Why did he just say that? And then afterwards, I'm like, I've got to unpack this because there are – Millions of people who think that he hates the country of Croatia. Now. Yes. So it's it's one of those things. We're gonna go f Croatia. Became <laughs> <laughs> a cultural event. <laughs> so many interpretations of so, how he means. So it's it really is like you you are the person there who in that moment is speaking to the player, but also on behalf of the audience. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those weird things where, okay, we're just gonna see what happens, and we can't go in with a plan. You guys both have done the World Cup stuff. Like in, in within recent history, and her interview with Christine Sinclair. Yes, well, I thought about that too when we we you asked the question yeah. because it, like 
I didn't know Christine was considering, like we all knew she was considering retirement, but she never talks about stuff like that. But in that, the question I asked was just about noticing her picking up a blade of grass. And I don't know if she's done that at other World Cups. Mm, maybe that's significant. Well, you maybe it's, it. maybe, maybe it's not significant. Who knows? But I'm just like, what, what, what did you, why did you pick up a blade of grass? Right. And then, then she's like, well, I don't know. This might be my last. Yes. And then you're like, whoa, yeah. like that was a significant moment. But maybe she's like, oh, I always do that. And then you're like, okay, we'll move on. <laughs> you, don't, you have no idea. <laughs> that right? was one of your two questions. Yeah, it's like a gamble. But I had a couple more because it was a bit of a different one. It was in the tunnel. Yeah. But still. Yeah. But the, the, the one thing I want to know from your perspective, and, and um, do you find yourself getting lost in their emotions too? Well, like, yes. And like, it's hard not to. Like, you can get wrapped into you, it. You, especially if you know the person on their journey. Like, the, yeah. I'm not a fan of teams, but I am a fan of people yep. in moments. And so. That was what CC always told me doing play by play. He's like, we don't care about logos and colors. We cheer for people and stories. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, that's really good advice. Yeah. But I, I'm like, when they're sad, I can't help but feel sad. And so you're trying to sort of keep <laughs> that neutral emotion. You absorb the energy of the, the sad person. <laughs> well, yeah, because when I'm interviewing Christine Sinclair and she's yep. de devastated because they're not moving on to pass the group stage and because this might be your last yeah. one and they played really honestly poorly, you're, you're like, you can't be like, oh, so how's it been your World Cup experiences in the right. past? Like, you know, you're kind of down a bit on their level to feel the empathy with them. Because I think if you're feeling that empathy, then they're gonna give you better answers. Which leads me to the thing that I find to be the most difficult and awkward that both of you have to do, that I would pay an exponential amount of money to not have to do, which is what Matthew did with Chad Kelly this past weekend. Oh, which, which is like- On the losing side. The losing and, and with Bo yes, the week before. And, right, and so, <laughs> but, but you have to, and I always- oh, Yeah, that was a good interview but, too. But I always <laughs> admire this about you where it's like, you could not pay me enough money to go into a losing locker room and have to ask difficult questions about, hey, that was terrible, huh? That's a that's such a difficult spot, and especially in the Grey Cup. Like I know you've done interviews where it's like Orlando in 2019, or and you go in and you go, well, what happened? To, but speaking about absorbing some of the energy, you can't go in there and be like, hey, how did the game go? Let's you just say you saw me at the end of that game last year with Toronto and the Bombers, and yeah. I was like. Yes, I'm covering the team that just won. I don't have to do that interview. To that to that point, I my uh, our former colleague Sarah Oleski uh, had a string. I think it was four or five years, three or four years, where she did the losing locker room oh. every Grey Cup, and we would do our Saturday night production it's the meetings. Sarah Oleski Memorial yeah. losing <laughs> team, and that and it, it kind of became like a running joke yeah. where everyone in the production meeting on Saturday night would be like, "Well, Sarah, you got to get ready for that for that losing locker room," and oh. and she talked about being with, uh, alongside Dave Dickinson and being, and trying to cut the uh, tension with. Dave and being like, well, Dave, we're here again. Here we are. <laughs> but, it, you know, she it's, said that? Yeah. <laughs> to kind of cut the tension. No, it's yeah. it's kind of cute, would, but it's also like, yeah, here we but are again. again. Sometimes you have to, to cut the tension and it, it does the job of, ah, whatever. And then there's other times where it's like, ooh, it didn't fly. Okay, let's do this awkward so thing. So I'm going to give you, without naming names, yes. I will give you an example earlier on in my career. Now, I was a newspaper reporter who had no idea what I was doing on TV early on. And I walked into an NHL locker room and I was talking to a captain of a team. And he didn't like how I asked him a question about a player they were facing. And that captain took me outside in public and gave me <laughs> and beat a, the shit out of me. Well, he gave he gave me a tutorial. <laughs> well, that's what that scar on your face <laughs> yeah, is from. <laughs> he gave me a tutorial on how he wanted questions asked. Oh and wow! I, and Yikes. I remember. Why that, can't you tell us who if it was uh, in public? 
I, 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 do it. Break it on this podcast. And, and it was a decade ago, and it was hockey. Come was, on, Matthew. <laughs> all I will say is. What team? Well, all I will say is that uh, I, I remember looking at the, him and going, this isn't, huh? this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't about me. This is about, this is about you. And this is about the tension. Like, I didn't yes. say it, to, but I, like, he, this is someone who, knowing the, the pressure he was under with other members of the media and knowing I was a young guy, yeah. he went ahead and wanted to make an example of somebody, so he made an example <gasps> of me. And so, but it was a great teachable moment because I was like, you know what? In those situations, I don't care. My job is to ask yeah. you a tough question. So if you don't like it, that's not my job. This is this is there's a comp competitive aspect of it, and there's an entertainment aspect of it, yeah. and you have to deal with it. So when talking about Bo, I walk in and I'm like, Bo, well, listen, dude, like this is what happened. You were expected to come in as I asked them the question. This can you describe the season as any 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 other way than disappointing? And with Chad, it's how when it happens. I'm I'm, I'm going to forget the question word for word, but I asked them when that's happening. What's going through your mind when is it like? I thought that was great. Are you doing it over and over? Like what's happening in your brain? Because you did it, mm -hmm. and I'm somebody. Because people behind your back, all around, like thousands upon thousands of people, are going to ridicule you. But you have like I'm giving you an opportunity to explain yourself. How and, long did that take you to be okay asking? The, I don't want to say the difficult question because that's your job, but like to me, the thing is, again, I find so intriguing about the sideline. Jamie, I mean, <laughs> get a grip, that's, man. That's our, that's our. Uh, <laughs> cur currently, currently, right now, our very esteemed producer of, gr of Great Cup Sunday, Jamie Rydell, just threw an orange is, is, juice is, bottle is at throwing, me. Is throwing things at I, us I, because. I, I and you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to throw it right back and hit that little dinky gray cup. <laughs> <laughs> but the I thing can. I find so interesting is that when you're coming from newspapers and you're having to ask questions to people who are in losing locker rooms, I would imagine that originally it's like, ooh, this sucks. And now you just go in, you're like, hey, Bo, can you, like, you're okay with it. How long did it take you to grow into being okay having to ask those things? Or did that just come from the newspaper training? I, or did you ever get comfortable? I had in a moment, yeah. just like you Honestly. had Chris, Christine Sinclair with Marie Philippe Poulin after the 2018 Olympic gold medal game where they lost on a shootout. And she, you know, it was, Marie Philippe Poulin is one of the coolest athletes I've ever been around yeah. because she knows how to shit talk you. She is so good at playing the sport of hockey, and she just exudes, like, she's a captain. She's a captain's captain. So afterwards, like, they just lose, um, and because there was this expectation set, she's wearing the C, that Carolyn Ouellette had worn, Haley Wickenheiser had worn, and this is her opportunity to make her mark on wearing the C mm -hmm. for the first time. And I asked her, what are you going to be thinking about? Like, you just, you just, the Amer your arch rivals just beat you. And she, it was, she kind of just looked down and she looked up and she was crying. Mm. And she goes, I'll remember this day every day for four years. And I, and it got me, it gave me a chill because I was like, that's what you want. You want to be able to get an authentic moment out of somebody. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't matter. This is, it's just a, it's just a question. I'm yeah. just asking you a question. So that's to the point where I just realized it's just questions. Like before that, I would say earlier in my career, I would be like, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to, uh, can you uh, tell me? No, and, and after that, it was just like, hey, this is it. This is just you. Cool. It's just me. And we're just talking. Who's the most authentic athlete you've ever covered? Because like Matt's saying, that is the goal is to get the actual authenticity where it's like not necessarily the person who gives you the one-off great clip, but the person who when you go to and talk to them, you're like, I know I'm not going to get standard cookie cutter, well, 110%, you know, we, we got pucks deep and played four quarters and all of the, the stereotypes we use. Is there somebody that jumps out to you, Claire? I have such a bad memory. So I'm right now, I've been trying to go through like all the athletes. I would say Brady Kachuk's pretty authentic mm. with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. He never gives those answers. You know, he blasts the fans like he did a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. he, we had kind of followed up on that and asked him if he wanted to retreat. Nope. 
That's really? how I felt. And he's like, I'm passionate. And I'm like, so I think that's pretty authentic. And you don't see that very often from <laughs> hockey players. So that's my immediate gut reaction. Yeah, you that's, know, that's pretty cool. I, I had that. Um, we do zooms, obviously, with the CFL teams throughout the year. And I did one this past week, uh, getting ready for the Yates Cup between Laurier and Western. And so we had the two head coaches, you know, and I, I, it's one of those things that's not really built into the university football coverage in this country of like trying to. But I said, hey, this is what I do for TSN when we have CFL games. Could I just get each of you guys on a Zoom that, time that makes sense for you? So they hopped on and each gave us a half hour and it was awesome. And Greg Marshall was just like spewing stuff to the point during that Zoom where I'm like, do you want me to use any of this? I was like, he's like telling me about injuries to his guys and, you know, things that have been going on in the background scenes at Western for the last year and a half and this. And I'm like, Greg, I need something I can use. And he's like, oh, I don't care. He's like, he's like I've won 22 Yates Cups. Like, you, you think I give a damn kind of thing? And I'm like, well, out of respect for you, I'm also not going to use any of that uh, because I would like to not start a but fire that's also program. But that's also relationship building too. Like, that's part of but that's part of the job that we have, right? Like, yeah. a lot of it is the way I look at it. It's fairness. Like, yes. I'm 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 not here to be. Now, I certainly have people I would consider friends, yep. but I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to be fair. And the reason that I've, I think I've been lucky enough to stand in the middle of the sidelines, especially in the East in the CFL where you have both teams, is because I'm fair. Yep. And I think that comes and people are more revealing, candid, and transparent when you're fair with them. And because they know, they see you, and they know you're going to tell a good story. So I think more than really having a comfortable moment with somebody, it's comfort within yourself, knowing that you're in an atmosphere where everyone looks at you and says, you're not here to pull any yeah, you yeah. Know, stupid stuff. You're, you, you're here to tell a good story. Occasionally, you're on the sidelines in a Batman costume, and Noel Thorpe is staring at you. Hey, listen, you know what? I am. <laughs> if there's nothing else, everyone knows on the sidelines, I am shameless. I will, I will wear anything. It doesn't matter. It's because at the end of the day, I see my job as being a storyteller, but also having a lot of fun. True. Uh, I will ask you one more to get you guys out of here, and thank you for hanging out for so long on this. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about this Grey Cup Sunday specifically? Not just, you know, the concept of Grey Cup Sunday and all the rest, but this one, this matchup, these teams, this environment. Well, I this is kind of a selfish answer, but in my first year in the league, <clears throat> it was the first year that Zach Caleros was in Regina. And then the next year, True. he was back wow. there, and in, it was with Cody Fajardo. So I watched these quarterbacks work together on the team. So and that was 18 was your first year in Regina? Was yeah, yeah, but it was 19, 19 that Cody, Cody took over. Um, came to Regina. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was really cool. I remember I did a sideline hit about um, when Zach got injured, you know, on the first play of that year, or the third play, um, how much he helped Cody Fajardo in the locker room. Yeah. and. Cody said that there would be notes left in his locker room on some of the plays and some of the offenses. Like, Zach was helping Cody so much. And then, obviously, we know that Zach got traded to Toronto and then eventually Winnipeg. And I'm excited to just see these two athletes go head-to-head -head, um, with very different stories and journeys, but that kind of started at one point together. Because that was the first time Cody Fajardo ever started in the CFL. So, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. interested to watch that dynamic play out. This had the potential, Matt, to be Hamilton's nightmare, whether it would have been yeah. VA or Zach, and then have, you know, Hamilton having essentially ex-quarterbacks all over the place that used to be theirs kind of thing. I feel like this is now Saskatchewan's nightmare. <laughs> like, because of what, 100%. Like, 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 you know Regina as well as anybody from working there and talking to people there and all the rest, and it's like... Yeah, I don't think they're going to take easily to Cody versus, and I've, <laughs> obviously there's all these like interwoven storylines because it's a nineteen league and people move around to places, but that that's not really going to be easy for people to swallow in the market that's arguably the craziest about everything that happens in the CFL. You know the wonderful thing about being back in Hamilton, and this is this is selfish. Uh, 
doing the World Cup last year was, and, and I know Claire can feel this way too, it's it's different uh, because of just the enormity of the event. Yep. And, and, and you realize that the world is watching. Um, I'm going to take a moment probably on the sidelines on Sunday and probably on my own get pretty emotional about this league has given me everything. Like I was, a, I was a soccer reporter who my editor at the National Post said to me when Mark Masters moved to TSN because he used to cover the CFL. Yep. Uh, he said to me, "I need a CFL reporter." I put my hand up. I mean, it's not that I didn't like the league or dismiss the league. I just didn't know the league that well. And over the course of you know 12, 13 years, it's become it's that it's, long. Eh? It's it's it's, yeah. it's given me everything in my career. And I'll take a moment and I'll just say, you know, on the sidelines, being like, "It's good to be back. Yeah. Like this is this is where I belong." In November, it was a nice it was nice to have a good vacation and a distraction and go and, and do the World Cup. But to be back and to see people and to see that energy, to feel that energy, that's really cool. And 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 it's not. I'm I'm hoping for a good game. I'm hoping for great stories, and that 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 comes that happens naturally. But the event, the moment, right before kickoff, I don't know if you if you felt it, Claire, in Regina last year. But there's just a moment where you're like, this is ours. It belongs mm-hmm. to us, uh-huh. and like this is how we kind of talk to each other. It's one of those things that in a country so big that we this is how we talk to each other. And so I'm waiting for that moment. I'm like, it's good to be back. Yeah, hundred percent. You're, you're deep, Matthew. So I was just blacking <laughs> out, and I was like, just make sure you don't say enough. I'm on TV, Claire, and make sure you get your hits out. Yeah, so well, that's I told what I was you, I, thinking I, about I, to be completely honest. I, I told you about my I told you about my first <laughs> yeah. time in 2016 when Henry Burris was injured, and I'm on the sidelines going, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I totally understand that. My my line of thinking about this when I'm hearing you say, you know, this is ours in the moment you take yourself on the sideline and Claire knows this because we were on the Argos sideline together last year and I was on the sidelines with you in 19 when Hamilton was playing against Winnipeg in Calgary is that like I I love being in the booth like I love doing play-by-play this year I'm doing color on the national radio broadcast with Dustin Nielsen which is just going to be a party congratulations it's two football dudes hanging out talking ball which is going to be great but it's like there is you know I, I always get laughed at by friends and family when I say you know, I do play-by-play throughout the year. I don't get to go to a lot of games that I'm not working on, which we all know and, and experience. If you get the, ch- the rare chance to, like, sit in stands and drink a beer at a CFL game, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's never doesn't happened. doesn't exist uh, for Claire. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, being around Hamilton and Toronto, you know, I can hop on the GO train if I want to go to an Argos game and just experience what the CFL is about. Being on the sidelines, despite the fact that I love what I do, I, I, I'm so jealous that you guys get to feel that from down there because when you pop your IFB out, <gasps> and the snowbirds or a fighter jet goes over and the anthem is finishing and there's cowboys in the crowd and it's like i have videos of gray cups where i've been fortunate enough to just stand on the sidelines in 18 19 uh 21 22 and like i'm gonna be in the booth on Sunday, loving it, but I'm also going to be pissed that Fomo. you guys are that you guys are down there just hanging it's, out and yeah. having fun. Marshall, I'll send you some selfies. Thank you. <laughs> she, she will send you <laughs> all like, the hey, selfies. Wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great experience to be at field level, though, and to see. And again, to your guys' credit, like the observational skills required to do your job. Where yeah, you ask questions, whatever, but you have to notice the blade of grass that Christine picks up. You have That's to true. notice the injury that nobody else notices on the sideline, and then that informs your ability. To, to tell the story from there. So that's my way of saying, have a great Grey Cup. Thanks, Marshall. Can't Thanks. wait. Thanks for having me. Let's go take some selfies with the fake Grey Cup now. <laughs>